Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, usually only about 13 or 14 minutes, but every single day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word. That helps keep, our, keep us focused on our relationship with God. It helps keep us stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, and it also helps keep us with a better mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Help people in your life by getting them into God's Word through these short studies. Share these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around, maybe even get to heaven. And what a great blessing that will be for them and for you. So start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about three reactions to preaching the gospel three reactions. We were reading these reactions in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and we looked at verses 21 through 25. Now, the reactions were simply that from the Jewish perspective, because they were looking for a savior who would be charismatic and be a great leader and maybe even a military leader, and he'd, kick the, he'd, he'd lead the nation to kick the Roman army out of their country and restore the glory days back to Israel from a geographic and, well, physical perspective, to a great extent at least, physical perspective. Now, Jesus was not that kind of savior. He didn't come to be a military leader. He didn't come to sit upon David's throne. He didn't come to live in a palace. He came to bring the gospel message of salvation to the Jewish people first, and then through them to all of the rest of humanity all around the world in every generation, the Gentiles, in other words, all those who were not Jews. Now, the Jewish people then, they, they thought, Jesus coming with that kind of gospel message that he was going to be the dying Savior on the cross, the perfect one-time-for-all-time sacrifice offered by God the Father himself, offering his own Son to pay the price for the guilt of our sins through his death on the cross, the shedding of his blood. That's not the kind of Savior the Jews were looking for. So the gospel message of salvation through Jesus Christ, the Savior dying on the cross, now, that was a stumbling block to the Jews. That's not the kind of Savior they were looking for, not the kind of Savior they wanted. But to the Gentiles, that is to all of the rest of humanity, and almost all of the rest of humanity at that time did not believe in God. They worshiped idols. The idea of a man dying on the, cro dying on the cross and then coming back from the grave, risen, alive physically, well, that was foolishness to them. And that's the second reaction to preaching the gospel that we read about in this text. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 through 25. The third reaction is the power of God. That's what we've heard. That's what the gospel message is to those who believe and those who obey the gospel, accepting Jesus as the Savior and obeying his message of salvation brought from the throne room in heaven, from God the Father himself, that through Jesus, his death on the cross, as we come to him in repentance of our sins and confessing our faith in him openly as God's Son and our Lord and Savior, as we surrender to him in baptism, being buried in those waters of baptism, the blood that he shed on the cross cleanses us, cleanses us of the guilt of our sins. Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, and we are born again. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. We are made new. 
2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We come into Christ, Romans 6 and verse 3, and that's where salvation is, Romans 8 and verse 1. The gospel message of salvation through Jesus Christ to those who believe it and obey it and live by it. It is not foolishness. It is not a stumbling block. It is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 24. And, first, and Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. Now, Jesus dying on that cross, that's central to the gospel message. It was prophesied in Scripture, and Paul said, I preached to you when he was writing to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I said, I preached the gospel to you, the death of Christ on the, on, on, on the cross according to the Scriptures. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Prophecy. Jesus fulfilled that prophecy in minute detail. He arose from that grave alive, Isaiah 53 and verse 9. I'm sorry, he was buried in the tomb first, Isaiah 53 and verse 9. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Again, Jesus fulfilled that prophecy in minute detail. But also, he arose from the grave, arose from the dead, again, according to Scripture. And I want us to look in Psalm 16, Psalm 16, and, and let's read verse, verses 10 and 11. They have closed up I'm sorry, in the wrong chapter there. Verse six, uh, cha chapter, uh, Psalm 16, verses 10 and 11. You will not leave my soul in Sheol. And that was a word in the Hebrew for the grave. Nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In, in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Again, another of the Messianic prophecies and they're prophesying that Christ would come forth from the grave, that God would not let him stay in that grave, physically dead. And so Jesus fulfilled those prophecies of his death, burial, and resurrection, and that is central to the gospel message, to the gospel message. When we partake of the Lord's Supper on the first day of each week, and that's what the scriptures teach, not once a quarter, not once a month, not once every six months, but upon the first day of the week, Acts 20 and verse 7, and every week has a first day. Now, some churches will say, well, it doesn't say every first day. It says on the first day of the week. How many times do you pass the collection plate? Well, every, every, every Sunday, every first day of the week, uh, same language in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2, on the first day of the week. You pass the collection plate every Sunday, but you only partake of the Lord's Supper once a month or once every quarter or once every six months? Uh, that's not following the Scriptures. That's not following the Scriptures. Well, so the gospel of Christ, the gospel of Christ, it is the message of salvation through Jesus Christ, 
for all of mankind in every generation, every generation. Jesus died on that cross. He was buried in that tomb, and he arose from that grave, arose from that grave, risen, alive physically, and he walked upon this earth presenting himself risen to hundreds and hundreds of witnesses for the next 40 days until he ascended back to heaven, until he ascended back to heaven. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, well, they prepared Jesus's physical body for the grave. When we look in John chapter 19, John chapter 19, and I want us to begin reading with verse 38. We read this very fact. Jesus was dead physically. Now, some people would say he was never really dead. Yeah, he was dead physically. All that blood that he shed, that spear being rammed at his side, you think that Roman soldier, that centurion, did not know how to kill a man? He was trained in killing. In, in John chapter 19, verses 38 through 42, we read, After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate, the Roman governor, that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took the body of Jesus. And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds. And they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with the spices as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had been laid. So there they laid Jesus because of the Jews' preparation day, for the tomb was nearby. Now, if we read further, we'd see that not only did they lay the body of Jesus physically dead in that tomb, but they rolled a mighty stone across the entrance to that tomb and sealed it. And then Roman soldiers stood guard over the entrance to that tomb to make sure that nobody stole the body. Now that, the, the historical writings talk about that stone covering the, 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 the entrance to the tomb was so massive, was so heavy that it would have taken more than one man probably to, pull, to roll it back from the entrance but it was sealed on top of that. And the Roman soldiers stood guard over that entrance to that tomb, securing it to make sure that nobody would steal the body of Jesus in a fraudulent way and say, huh, see, he arose. But Jesus did arise. The angel rolled away the, sto the stone from the entrance to the tomb. And Jesus, it wasn't the understanding that hey, the tomb is empty. What do you think? Do you think maybe he could have risen from the grave? What do you think? And then it was just speculation on the part of a whole lot of people. No, he immediately began presenting himself risen, physically alive to a multitude of people, to a multitude of people. And it went on for 40 days before he finally ascended back to heaven, having given the apostles the, their marching orders to preach the gospel to all creation, to everybody, everywhere, 
in every generation, and that those who believed and were baptized would be saved. Those who did not believe would be condemned. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. The gospel. For the person who understands and believes with all of his heart and obeys that gospel in the exact way that Jesus laid out, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. That person enjoys the promise, the security of salvation and eternal life through Christ and eternal home in heaven with him. To the person who is not looking for that kind of savior, the Jewish people to this day, a stumbling block. The gospel message is a stumbling block. To the people who are skeptical disbelievers that anybody could arise from a grave having physically died, foolishness. Three reactions to preaching the gospel. Now, we'll start to talk about those reactions next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your son with the simple message of forgiveness, redemption, salvation, eternal life through him as our Savior. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you, Father, for giving us another chance through him. Please be merciful with us, Father, we pray. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.